Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Capes and Japes. Welcome. I am Olivia. And I am Elion. I'm still Olivia. <laughs> and we're still talking about the Robins. Which Robin boy, are we talking oh about today, Olivia? Well, I will tell you, my friend. Today, we are discussing the sad but true tale of Jason Todd. <gasps> not true. Jason Todd's not a real person. But the true tale <laughs> of the real people who created Jason Todd, and also possibly at least one uh, computerized phone program, but we will get to that. Um, I don't know if I've heard about this before, so I am oh my very gosh. interested, but we'll get we to that, in, we'll get to that. Yes, we are in for a very special treat. Okay, so, um, we mentioned last time, uh, we talked a little bit about the Teen Titans, so in the early 80s, Dick Grayson as Robin is like pretty much exclusively just like with the Teen Titans. He's like, Batman, I need some time by myself. And he goes and he's like uh, leading the Teen Titans and they're doing having all sorts of great teen shenanigans and they're dating and there's drama and they fight Deathstroke, who I love. <laughs> um, and it's good, but Batman's wandering around and now they're back to the same old problem of like, Batman freaking doesn't have anyone to talk to while he solves all these crimes. So they're like, time for a new Robin to just come hang out with Batman while Dick Grayson is busy romancing a six foot tall alien princess. <laughs> um, so... Uh, this is a fun, there's going to be a lot of fun facts in this episode because there's a lot of very weird details in this uh, sad but true tale of Jason Todd. Um, initially, in the early 80s, they design a Jason who is narratively identical to Dick Grayson. He's a circus acrobat whose parents die while Batman is there. <laughs> And then Batman adopts him. How? And then he's Robin. How did that pass the editors? Like, I can see oh the God. writers being like, perfect, I've got it. Like, he's an acrobat, his parents are dead, so nobody will worry about him running around with Batman. The acrobatics will come in handy. Batman's there, so he feels like... And then, like, it got all the way to publishing without anyone just being like, hey, isn't that just like the first Robin? Didn't we already do this? I mean, I think people knew, but they were just like, well, it, it worked once. <laughs> it already worked. Might as well do it again. Dick Grayson I mean, 2.0, let's go. Yeah. Um, and this, um, this Jason is also uh, a redhead, which later Jason is not, but then it comes up later. You read uh, Batman and Robin, and I think Grant Morrison has him like, oh, he is a redhead and he dies in yeah, to um, Yeah, it's part of the whole, like, emotional, like, climax of the comic, where it's like, yeah. he made me, like, I he made me dye my hair so that I'd be more like you. And it's like, <laughs> oh, okay, that's, that that's, like, kind of awful, but also, like, that is really messed up. What are you doing, Bruce Wayne? What are you doing, hey, Bruce kid, Wayne? Hey, kid, you, you don't remind me enough of my first son. <laughs> Let's dye your hair so you remind me more of my first son, best son, who left me. My first son, best son, only son, 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's still canon. I hope that's not still canon. Maybe he can still be a redhead who dyes his hair, but not because Bruce told him. To. He just thinks it looks cool. <laughs> he thinks it looks it's cooler this way. It's goth. Um, but what happens with this Jason is uh, this will probably come up later. So I'm going to explain it a little bit in the mid 80s i think it's 83 84 um there's a big dc comics event called crisis on infinite earth and it's a huge crossover event that involves everybody and it like set the tone for like all of dc's crossovers and most like major like book crossovers since then um and it's basically the thing is they're like okay we have so many alternate timelines and we made up like all of these like different backstories for everybody that conflict all the time and there's like a bunch of different universes and like people from like different earths and like all of these like imaginary stories that like technically happened and nobody can write anything so we're just gonna we're gonna smush them all together we're gonna make one earth okay and then it's just gonna be one earth it wasn't just one earth <laughs> um, Thank you for that beautiful aside. Yeah, just so everyone knows. Um, but so it was this huge crossover and like a bunch of people die and like uh, Barry Allen dies, the original Supergirl dies. Uh, it's very dramatic. Jeff Johns and Marv Wolfman did all the, all the, was it? No, I think it was Perez and Wolfman. It was Perez and Wolfman. Jeff Johns does Infinite Crisis. But anyways, so they do that. And then that when they kind of like blank out all of the continuity weirdness, they're like, okay, new backstory for Jason Todd. <laughs> we're we're coming we're making one up now. We're not just stealing it from 1940 for doing his own thing. So the new backstory for Jason Todd is that he's a um he's a like a street urchin in Gotham. His mom is dead, his dad's in jail. He, like, you know, lives on the streets doing petty crime. Batman finds him trying to jack the hubcaps off the Batmobile <laughs> where it's parked in an alleyway. And he's like, hey, 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 kid. <laughs> Quick question. You do realize this is the Batmobile, right? You do realize that I am Batman, and you were trying to steal I'm... the hubcaps off the Batmobile. What do you think you're doing? <laughs> I'm Batman, this is my ride. Excuse me? Um, and then Jason's like, oh, I'm Jason Todd, and I live on the streets. And Batman's like, okay, um, well, I'm very lonely since my favorite son left and is hanging out with teens now. Um, I'm going to help this kid out. And there's actually, he doesn't make him Robin right away. There is this whole thing where he, like, he takes him to an orphanage, and then the woman running the orphanage turns out to be training boys to do crimes. And Bruce is like, God damn it! I'm gonna save this boy from turning into a life of crime. Here, son, live in the orphanage, where they will teach you how to do crime. Yeah, so Jason finds Bruce, he's like, they're doing crime here because he's like fucking of course they are it's gotham of course they are it's a crime orphanage so um he they they take down the crime orphanage person and then um they but he's like okay fine you come live with me you be robin um but we're gonna 
train you and we're just we're gonna do this right okay and it's gonna be fine and I'm not gonna spend the whole time comparing you to my first son who I love and miss very much um <laughs> good luck good luck um Alfred in the background like good luck <laughs> um the so the thing about Jason as he's uh reimagined once he's no longer just Dick Grayson again um, is that he uh, has a lot of problems with authority. <laughs> and, like, pretty much, like, right off the bat, Batman's like, we don't kill people. And Jason's like, why? Batman's like, I have this whole c- code about it, and my parents were murdered, and you can't, like, really just, like, decide that you get to choose who, live and, who lives and who dies, and if you, like, kill these people, you're no better than they are. And Jason's like, well, what if they're just, like, really bad? bad and they're gonna keep doing bad stuff what if we kill them then and Batman's like no we don't kill people and Jason's like well do we use guns and Batman's like no and Jason's like why (laughs) guns are Um, useful you can use them to shoot people and shooting people stops them from doing crime um and Batman's like no that's the rules and he's uh, still not you know hasn't quite learned how to parent she's like no those are rules no killing no guns because Um, I said so yes um so Jason is just, like, constantly, like, running off on his own, um, charging into situations when Bruce is like, Jason, don't go in there. And Jason goes in there. Um, like, he gets really kind of the, um, the, the definitive Jason is Robin moment for a lot of people um, is they're, like, chasing down this dude who's like, actually, I should mention... Um, I should have mentioned this at the front. There will be some, like, some pretty, some darker tones child murder in this episode. There will be some murder of a child happening. Um, so if you're not cool hearing about that, you don't have to listen to the sad but true tale of Jason Todd. Um, that's fine. I won't be upset. But if you're cool with us, then ride along. But, um, they're chasing down this, this dude who's not, like, a supervillain. He's just, like, like a a murdering rapist regular like evil 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 criminal you're run-of-the-mill gothamite criminal just does all the bad things but but not like your jokers not like your penguins just like a dude he yeah he doesn't have a gimmick besides doing horrible things um and they're chasing down this dude and they've been like tracking this dude for a while and jason is like really just like very upset about all of the horrible things this dude is doing kind of understandably um and they chase the student into this building um and he's like running up the stairs and jason like goes after him and batman's like behind he's like jason wait and jason's just like doesn't even doesn't listen because that's his, his thing um and batman's like running up the stairs like after them and then he looks out the window and sees the dude falling past the window to his death and then he gets up to the top floor and Jason's standing on the balcony and Batman's like, Jason? And Jason's like, he slipped off the balcony. And Batman's like, are you sure? And Jason's like, yep. And Batman's like, all right, you know, mm, I might have to, I might have made some mistakes here. <laughs> Mm, I am I am having the regrets. Yes. Um, you know, and like obviously like 
Jason is like he's a street kid. Like he's like you know doesn't he doesn't like he's not used to living in a big fancy house. He's like you know and Bruce kind of, Bruce at this point not the best dad. Not a great dad. No, Jason's like kind of like rude and dismissive, and Bruce like doesn't know how to deal with it. Um, and because of this, like Jason, uh, Jason, this Jason. Um, I don't know how people felt about Jason when he was just Dick Grayson again. Um, but Jason is like not super well received. Um, mostly because people are like, this Robin's just a rude, nasty boy. Where's my good boy? <laughs> we want our good boy Dick Grayson back. We don't I want, want my this good boy rude back. boy. And they're like, he's, he's busy. He's being Nightwing and he's dating a beautiful alien. And they're like, we don't want this rowdy, dirty boy. <laughs> um, which is, I mean, like, just like in general, like anytime you introduce something new, comic book fans are going to be like, no, I don't like it. <laughs> I um, don't like it. I want something different, but not like yeah. this different. Like the things I already love different. Yeah, just the things I already love. But again, um, <laughs> just repackaged as a different character. Yeah. Um, but so are so like. Things aren't going, like, super well with Jason Todd. Um, and the Batman editor at the time, I think Dennis O'Neill? Some, somebody O'Neill, I think, um, is like, okay, here's what we want to do. I'm trying to figure out how to get more reader involvement in our stories. Um... And also, people really don't like Jason Todd. So here's what happens. They set up this storyline where it's like, oh, Jason's like mom that he thought was dead wasn't his biological mom. His biological mom is still alive. And he gets this like information that's like, oh, Jason, your mom is still alive. Um, and Bruce is like, uh, Jason, I wouldn't like really trust that. And Jason's like, fuck you, you're not my dad. And Batman's like, don't go look for your mom. And Jason's like... I'm gonna go look for my mom, dude. Who do you think I um, am? Someone yeah. who listens to authority figures and Somebody also to... my own better judgment? Yeah, I mean, and like, also, to be fair, Bruce doesn't like give him like a super good answer. He's just like, Jason, don't do that. Because uh, he doesn't know how to parent. They're like, they're very bad for each other in general. Oh, yes. Um, But um, so Jason uh, fucks off and like, runs around the world looking for his mom, um, finds her in Ethiopia, uh, finds out that, in fact, uh, the Joker was blackmailing her and was paying her off uh, to contact Jason and draw Jason here. Um, the Joker beats Jason almost to death with a crowbar um, in what is, like, a very iconic joker scene um and jace obviously a definitive moment for jason's life hi if you're listening to this and you've heard of jason todd you probably know about him as the robin that died um <laughs> so beats jason almost to death with a crowbar and then blows up the building as batman is arriving there to find jason and at this moment at the end of this issue the building explodes 
they put in a call-in poll that says, should Jason live or should he die? Um, and you could call one, like one, like Jason should live number and one Jason should die number, um, on like a specific date between like a specific time. And then they would decide what happened to Jason. Um, and they got around 5,000 votes in each column. Um, and die, because this is another thing that I didn't know about, because normally it's presented as, like, everyone just wanted to kill Jason. They get about 5,000 votes in each column. Die wins by a margin of 72 votes. Oh, wow. And the, th- <laughs> and the thing is, and this has not been fully substantiated, um, people have suggested that, like, most of the people voting for Jason to die were just, like, a much smaller group of people voting over and over and over and over. I mean, isn't isn't that just kind of like the toxic nerd culture that we have now still? It like, is. It is. The, it exactly is. The small, angry minority is very, very loud. Like, wasn't They're there a so petition loud. for, like, a, made by angry dude bros who wanted Last Jedi to be scratched from the... Uh, Star Wars canon. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, that's exactly it. And, um, the urban legend, the urban legend that, um, this Batman writer who created this poll claims is true is that there is one dude who was a lawyer in California who programmed his phone to dial the death number every 90 seconds the death number is my new punk rock band that's a very good punk rock band's name um and like dennis o'neill tells the story he's like that's like that guy killed jason todd i can't believe this cal this california lawyer killed jason todd click um click to find out more yeah um which i like i really like I want to believe it's true just because it's such, like, a fucking buck-wild story. This whole setup is buck-wild and, like, unheard of. And, like, Frank Miller, king of doing garbage things, was like, yeah, that death poll was, like, the most morally bankrupt thing to ever happen in comics. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, like, to me, like... It's not a real 15-year-old, but a bunch of y'all put a lot of effort into getting a 15-year-old murdered. Like, what do you have about killing this fictional teen? Yep. Um, but, anyways, death wins, and Jason dies. Um, and for years, this is, like, the, like, defining event for Bruce and for the Bat family is, like, his, like, guilt over letting this happen to Jason. Um, and then Tim shows up, and it's, like, this huge influence in, like, Tim's life is, like, the shadow of what happened to Jason. Um, everyone after is, like, dealing with what happened to Jason. He has, like, a memorial in the Bat Cave with, like, Jason's, like, uniform in it, which, like, has been in a lot of different interpretations of the Bat Cave, even when it's not explained. Um, and he's, like, 
you know, completely wrecked with guilt over it. It's like this huge thing that comes up anytime any of them like confronts the Joker. He's like, remember when I killed Jason Todd with a crowbar? Nah, Joker. <laughs> yeah, you're the thing in your mind. That's your worst failure. Yeah, crowbar. <laughs> Funny joke. Um, and it's, it's, and it's like a huge event in comics. And there's like, it's part of this, um, this, there's this, like, you know, saying that gets passed around that nobody stays dead in comics except for Jason Todd, Bucky Barnes, and Uncle Ben. Well, um, some news <laughs> for you, comics. Only yeah, one of those um, has remained true. <laughs> Unless I mean, there's something about Uncle like, Ben that I don't know about. I mean, it's, like, bounced a couple times. I think he's, like, he's, he's pretty fully dead Okay, Olivia, as of now. we have to make... A comic where Uncle Ben comes back and becomes a super villain. Yes, that's uh, Siri. Siri. <laughs> hey Siri, make a note. Uh, oh no, my phone from the floor. <laughs> Siri's fucking ready. What do you want it to say? <laughs> Uncle Ben comes back as a super villain. It's working on it. It's <laughs> figuring it out. Okay, I created a note. Uncle Ben comes back as a supervillain. Thank you, Siri. Thanks, Thanks Siri. Anyway, right. did not accept that, that tangent. Done. Yeah. <laughs> um, no one stays dead except for Jason Todd, Uncle Ben, and Bucky Barnes. Um, and then, the funniest part about that is not only that not all of it is true, Jason and Bucky come back the same year. Thank you, comics. Thanks, comics. God bless you. And I mean, to be fair, Jason stays dead for a very long time. Um, in early 2000s, 2003 maybe, um, there's a Batman storyline called Hush, which is like one of my one of my favorite Batman books. It's like, if you're looking for intro Batman books, by the way, Hush is like very good it's like a solid story it's got like everyone in it um it's like pretty there's it's not like a super convoluted plot um and it's it's good um in hush there's like uh a scene where um they think that jason has come back and it's this like super villain hush that like nobody can identify but it turns out that was just clayface pretending to be jason for hush to throw batman off um, thanks clayface thanks clayface great job um and he's like he like kidnaps tim and tim's like oh this is very upsetting in a lot of ways for me <laughs> um um but so then so that was uh hush is jeff Loeb and jim lee again i think um and then after that happens people are like hey why doesn't jason come back um, and so shortly after this, um, there is another, uh, crisis event, and this is called Infinite Crisis, and it's different from Crisis on Infinite Earths, and I know, and I hate it too, um, not as much as I, okay, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Jason Todd comes back because, I'm gonna say four words, 
and you're going to hate hearing those four words if you're listening to this, but you're not going to hate them as much as I hate saying them. Superboy Prime punches reality. (laughs) (sighs) There's like, because they're like, we got more continuity stuff we want to mess up. There's this Superboy who was from the original Crisis on Infinite Earths. This is going to be bad. Don't listen to this part. I just need to get it out. Um, And he's trapped in this, like, other dimension, but he wants to leave. So he flies through the dimension to the barrier of reality, and he looks at it, and he punches it real hard. And he punches it so hard that it sends these ripple effects throughout reality, and a bunch of things change. And one of the things that changes is Jason Todd was never supposed to die, and Jason Todd wakes up in his coffin... (laughs) And claws his way out of it. Yikes. So that's how we um, start out reintroducing Jason Todd to the world of the living. Um, And this is in 2005. So like present day Jason is like a fairly recent invention. As recent as the Winter Soldier is. Because that happens in the same year. Um, So there's a... um, There's this whole story arc um, called Under the Red Hood. If you would like to learn more about Jason, it's a, um, it's a good read. And it's also, uh, an excellent animated film that Elliot watched today. Which I rewatched this morning. It's very good. Um, (laughs) Hmm, What media do I know the most about Jason Todd from? Probably Batman Under the Red Hood. Let's rewatch that. Yeah. It's a, it's it's a very very good adaptation it covers like it's got like a bunch of like flashbacks to jason as robin and then like present day red hood stuff Um, it has very good pacing it has very good pacing um jensen ackles voices jason which he does a good job with but it's a little weird if you have associations with jensen ackles neil patrick harris voices nightwing which is nothing but amazing it's very good and even if you have previous associations with neil patrick harris like it's still very good it's so good um but so in this storyline um jason todd comes back to life and he goes he um takes on the persona of the red hood which is like possibly who the joker was before he was the joker possibly not no one really knows um and he just starts like fucking murdering the shit out of criminals he's just like gunning down criminals like all over gotham and batman's like who is killing all of these criminals. And it's Jason Todd. Um, and then he tries to get Batman to kill the Joker. And Batman's like, I won't. And Jason's like, are you fucking kidding me? You didn't kill the Joker when he murdered me? He murdered me and you're just like cool with that? Um, and he's like... And Batman's like, listen, I have this whole thing. It's like a code. And Jason's like, kill him right now. And Batman's like, I can't. <laughs> it's this whole thing for me. <laughs> are you... Are you not doing it because it would be too hard to cross that line? No, Jason. It would be too damned easy. Thanks, Bruce. Thanks. <laughs> Drama queen and a half. Um, and then he, um, he, he finds out that like Batman had, has another Robin now. And he's like, what the whole fuck? <laughs> and so he goes to... Um, he goes to Titan's Tower. He like takes out all the other Titans. He... Beats the shit out of Tim. Um, sorry about your life, Tim. Sorry about your life, Tim. Sorry two of your brothers tried to kill you, Tim. 
Sorry, Steph, hit you in the face with a brick that one time. Tim! <laughs> Sorry about your life, Tim. Just all happens to Tim. Everything happens to Tim so much. I can't wait to talk about Tim. I love him. Um, I did, not that I'm not excited to talk about Jason. There's a very good moment for both of them um, where Jason, like, beats the shit out of Tim and Tim's, like, barely conscious on the floor of Titan's Tower. And Jason's like, what, you still think you still think you're good enough to be Robin? You still think you're good as people say you are? And Tim's just like, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, he never thinks he's good enough, but he does. He does in that moment. Um, okay. Um, but so then Jason for a while is just like running around murdering criminals, living, he's doing his best. Um, at one point he like rolls up to like, I can't, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's in Gotham. He, like, rolled up in, like, a fake Nightwing costume. He's like, I'm Nightwing! Pew, pew, pew! And Nightwing's like, you're not, you're not, Night, you're not, he's not Nightwing. Everybody, he's not Nightwing. Please, please, please stop. And then, like, after, um, Batman dies later and, like, Batman R.I.P. and Battle for the Cowl and stuff, Jason's like, I'm Batman now! And Dick's like, you're not Batman! You're not Batman! Please! You're not Batman! Please go to a therapist! I'm trying to raise a ten-year-old and I don't want him to see this and I'm just, I'm dealing with a lot right now and you're not Batman. Please, Jason, please. <laughs> Jason, please. The moral of Jason Todd since 2005. Yes. Um, so there's, like, there's a, a pretty, a few years there where he's, like, almost a supervillain. Like, he's just, like, running around. He's doing, like, a lot of murder. Like, a lot of it. Like, a really inordinate, like, Punisher amount of murder. Jason Todd, the Punisher of DC. God. I would take, I would, I want to be clear. One, I love Jason. I'm not trying to be mean to Jason. Two, I would take a hundred thousand comic canon Jason Todd's over comic canon the punisher i would i any day of the week fair um, fair 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 um but okay in so in like the new 52 and then after that um they start a comic book called red hood and the outlaws where he hangs out with um roy harper formerly speedy from the original teen titans and then Red Arrow, and then Arsenal, and then maybe Red Arrow again, or maybe those are switched, but he's Arsenal now, um, and Starfire, but, like, New 52 Starfire, who's, like, the pits. Um, not, it's not her fault, it's just that they were, like, what if this character who's, like, really famous for, like, how, like, in touch with her emotions she was, what if she was just, like, really cold and emotionless, but still hot? Um... So that's a bad comic book that you shouldn't read. But the Jason and Roy stuff is good. Um, and now he's doing Red Hood and the Outlaws again. And it's him and Artemis and Bizarro. Um, and that's pretty good. Um, so at this point in the canon, like, um, in relation to the rest of the Bat family, Jason is just kind of like... Like that one sibling at every family gathering who's like... A little bit drunk but like acting like they're more drunk than they are and just trying to pick a fight with everyone because he thinks it's funny um and also he's got a bunch of guns and nobody else is allowed to have guns <laughs> rolls up to thanksgiving dinner arm to the teeth hey tim remember that time i almost killed you <laughs> nice 
Um, and he's like, so it's, it's, it's fine now. It's fine. Everybody's fine with all the times he tried to kill him because he's doing his best and he's getting better, um, about killing people. Um, still, he's still pretty, he still does murders and he's still got like a, just a lot of guns, but he's working on it. Um, Jason has in the, so that's, that's the, that's the Jason story. We're going to talk about why Jason, why Jason is a thing. Um, cause Jason has in the past, like, in the past 10 years, I mean, what, 2005? That's 13 years. Oh, it's 2018. Oh God. Um, <laughs> so there's, there's always been some people, um, like even back when Jason was Robin, like even though a lot of people did not like him, there were still some people who were always like huge proponents of Jason who were like, yeah, I get it. Like this is a kid who's like lived on the streets and he's been through some stuff. And also Batman has some whack ideas in general that somebody probably should question. Um, and also he's 15 <laughs> and maybe we should cut him a break. Um, and now, um, now that he's alive again, um, there are, has been a growing coalition of, I guess, Jason stands, um, because there's like, there's a lot of appeal to his creation that's partly because like, like the whole thing about like, maybe you should just kill people, like does like ring more and more true in the era of Nazi punching. Not that people are running around killing people, but like the fact that it's like, hey, maybe like your code doesn't matter when it's like people's lives are at risk. Like the Joker keeps breaking out of Arkham and killing more people. And maybe we should do something. People are like, hey, maybe he's got a point about like, maybe he shouldn't do all of that murder, but like he should a little bit. Do some of it maybe? Um, and, I mean, and he's, he's like, you know, he's at this, like, kind of appealing character type of, like, like, a little, like, brooding and damaged, but also, like, makes a lot of jokes about it. Like, Jason makes, at this point, Jason makes jokes about his own death, just, like, constantly. Making everybody like, else uncomfortable at the dinner everyone's table. Everyone's, like, super uncomfortable about it, and he's, like, really proud of himself. Jason's the kind of guy, um, there's another good comic for Robin's content, it might come up again later, is, um, Batman and Robin Eternal, which came out, like, three years ago? It must have been 2015. Um, there was, it was like, oh, you're celebrating 75 years of Robin. Here's this new storyline. And it's got, like, a lot of, like, inter-Robin content. Um, and Jason is the kind of guy who will have his gun trained on an assassin who is sent to kill him and will pick up the phone and answer it, yellow. <laughs> <laughs> and Dick's like, Jason, somebody's trying to kill you. And Jason's like, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> She's here. She's here. I know. I can see her. It's cool. Um, and there's also like this sense to Jason's character as it like, cause what happened to Jason was like so fucked up, not only like in the fiction, but like in the metafiction, 
that like that sense of injustice has like kind of boiled over into who Jason is in like kind of an interesting way. Um, it's like like Jason's like Jason's upset that he was murdered by the Joker at age 15 for no other reason than to make Batman upset and he died in like a brutal and horrible way and also his mother like sold him out to a super villain um but like everyone who writes Jason is also aware that this comic book held a call-in poll to see if this 15 year old boy should live or die and people voted for him to die and so, like, obviously Jason doesn't know that, but there's, like, this sense that, like, like, that that injustice has, like, had an effect on him. And, like, partly in the way, like, they reference the poll a lot, like, in, we mentioned last week that issue of, like, Batman and Robin, where he's like, oh, call in now, when, like, you yeah. know, they're gonna be naked. Um, like, that's, you know, obviously a, a callback to what happens to Jason. And there would be, like, other, like, you know, in Red Hood and the Outlaws, there's, like, a couple supervillains who make, like, wink-wink, nudge-nudge jokes about it. Um, but just, like, there's, like... Like, even if it doesn't exist in the universe, it's, like, everyone writing it knows and everyone reading it knows. There's this, like, sense to Jason of somebody who's just, like, been horribly horribly wronged and like something should be done about that <laughs> it doesn't know what but something and I think that's like appealed to a lot of people who and I mean like I enjoy Jason a lot of people who are like even more into Jason that like that kind of that sense of like he didn't get his due when he should have um and he's also like he's very much um he's consistently been like a a defender of like the the outcast the poor and downtrod the the poor and downtrod <laughs> basically everybody that Esmeralda sings about in uh, God Help the Outcast just everybody yeah, included exactly. in that song Jason Todd's like you are okay with me yeah that's like because like as Robin like I mean as as Red Hood also but like starting even as Robin like uh sex traffickers like child abusers like anyone who takes advantage of like someone who like doesn't have anything to support them like Jason is furious about and that's like part of his like whole thing now he has like a really really cute friendship currently with Bizarro because like Jason just like looks at him he's like oh yeah I get it and he's like I have to protect him <laughs> I would die for this unfortunate misshapen Superman <laughs> um and he also like he has, like, a, a history of, like, these, like, really just, like, strong partnerships with women. Like, when he, um, when he comes back to life the first time, he, um, Talia al Ghul finds him, the daughter of Ra's al Ghul, who we'll discuss much more when we talk about Damien. Um, Batman's erstwhile lover, Talia al Ghul, finds him and um, she takes him to a Lazarus pit to help him get better, which also, like, uh, oh, hi, 
Lazarus Pit in DC is this thing that you put dead people into to make them alive again. So you don't have to come up with a reason why all these dead people are coming back to life. You just dunk them in the pit and then they're back to life. But it also like messes up with your brain a whole lot and you don't come back super stable. Um, so like, thanks Talia. But then like for this whole, like, uh, there's this whole part of, uh, the under the red hood that's not in the movie it's called like the lost days so it's just like jason like training and training and training and staying with talia um and like training and then like murdering all of his mentors because he finds out they did horrible things and talia being like oh you killed another one huh he's like yep and i'm gonna go kill batman and she's like good for you kid you do your best go get him Um, tiger yeah yeah he has like so he has like this like he has a strong relationship with Talia he's like uh works with Donna Troy he has this thing with Artemis now they might be dating I don't know um with like Starfire he's like close with Steph which is cute because they're like dead Robin's club dead Robin's club um (laughs) and it's it's like he's he's very he's 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 I don't know I don't want to like say he's like appealing to millennials but like that like I think that that sense of kind of like righteous anger is is sort of is sort of a draw um and also he's got a cool white streak in his hair so you're like yeah it's a cool guy Um, right there yeah I'm not trying to I'm not trying to sell him as like an emo cool guy because Jason is honestly like a huge goof um and that's something I adore about him um but it's also like he did get murdered when he was 15 so he's like dealing with some stuff yeah there's there is some trauma there that is involved in being murdered and then being brought back to life either by being punched through reality or (laughs) being reality punched back reality punched back to life or in um in some cases, like the Under the Red Hood animated one, they just dump his dead body straight in the Lazarus pit and bring him back like yeah. that. Yeah, um, I think that's, I think that's like the accepted like storyline now because they were like that reality punching let's, thing was let's pretty not, weird, right? Let's not remind people that Superboy Prime punched reality. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Jason Todd has like a lot of depth to his character because he's still like this like on the very basic surface he's this dude who makes jokes and was dead once for a while and shoots (laughs) bad guys but like he also has these moral questions that are directly at odds with Batman who yeah. was his mentor. And I think that's one of the things that I find most interesting about Jason Todd is mm. that whole um, like student-mentor-antagonism, I guess would be the word, where yeah. um, the student has questions about the mentor's, um, not validity, um, moral code and methods Mm -hmm. and all of that and they don't really get any good answers towards it so they kind of start straying off on their own tangent um and kind of like yeah 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 bruce whatever like 
sure, I'll listen to your long-winded talks about morality, but um, in my head, I'm thinking that that's bullshit. So I'm just going to do my <laughs> own thing later on when we're out in the field. And then there's this trauma that happens, and it pushes everything so close to the edge of mm -hmm. just... I don't, extremism doesn't seem like the right word, but it's the only one I can find at the moment where yeah. it's just now all of a sudden you're angry and you're hurt and all of this stuff that's been building up over years of training under the Batman is coming back and he goes and directly antagonizes Batman and brings back up this deep feeling of guilt and failure mm -hmm. that Bruce still carries with him and fights him in a way where it's obvious that he's like just kind of gives him like these little clues towards like hey you know mm -hmm. who i am you know who this is guess what <laughs> i'm not going to tell you but i'm going to leave you just enough so that you realize it on your own and it's going to be this deep damaging thing to you wink <laughs> I'm going to uh, fuck you up, Bruce Wayne. And, and then I'm going to put together this whole complicated situation with some crime lords and the Joker, just so I can get the Joker back here in Crime Alley, where, you know, like, we first met Bruce, and then I'm going to give you an ultimatum where either you kill the Joker or I kill the Joker. And then... <laughs> And then, like, of course, oh, because Jason. he's Batman, like, he finds a third option where yeah. everybody lives, but also <laughs> the most disappointing option for people who are trying to find any sort of emotional closure for Jason Todd. <laughs> he's not going to get that for a while. Oh, no. He takes, it takes a few years for him to reach that point. It takes a few years in him uh, dating Roy Harper. <laughs> Which they don't. They should. Not they do in my heart. He does not canonly date Roy Harper, unfortunately. If uh, Unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately, if you see the deep personal connection that they both share. but <laughs> That's so good. Um, Under the Red Hood is a very good movie, and everyone should watch it. I'm just thinking about it now. I know it's like fresh in your mind, and it now is. I'm thinking about it. I watched it, it, it this like, morning, oh. and it was so good. That's the best ending of probably any Batman. Yeah, just Batman thing. digging through rubble, looking for Jason Todd. So reminiscent of the first time he was digging through rubble, looking for Jason Todd. Ugh, brutal. Joker laughing in the background. Ugh, love it. <sighs> I, lo I love to die. I love also, to die. Also, yeah, I love it. how extra Jason is in this movie. Oh my god, because he's so he takes extra off, all the time. He takes off the red hood. Like, he takes off this helmet that has been, like, his Red Hood mask. And you know what? He's got another mask on under it. <laughs> to put on the mask. It's like, remember me? It's just, That's like, like, that... Rips off the Batman cowl. Well, I guess we should be on equal footing. Takes off the hood, throws it at Batman's feet, Look, pans back to Jason Todd. He's got a domino mask on. <laughs> just like, Jason, that's not really equal footing. You took off Batman's entire cowl. He commits, though. That's the one. If How Jason long has learned... he been as the Red Hood for weeks? Has he been wearing two masks this whole time? Just in case. 
Just in case this moment came up, listen. Just in case, if somewhere ju- along the line, someone managed to find the mechanical button on the back of this, like, skin-tight helmet that would let him take off the helmet. And then, I was like, now, I've got you now, Red Hood. Who are you? It is Aww, kind of a fucking goofy-looking helmet. Um, listen. If Jason learned nothing else from Bruce... And it's questionable if he did. He absolutely learned how to be the most extra at all times in any possible situation. All bat boys, extremely extra. All bat, all bat boys are so extra. Um, but yeah, that's the tale of Jason Todd. He's, oh boy, he's been through some shit. Oh boy, he's been through some shit. It's Jason Todd. The tragic <laughs> and true tale of the second Robin. Incredible. <sighs> All right. Did you read any comics this week? Um, I actually I haven't read this week's comics yet. <gasps> Gasp. Um, there, I know it's very sad. <laughs> I had a busy weekend. Um, it's okay. There is a new issue of Runaways that I'm excited to dig into. Um, if you, hey, out there. If you like original Runaways, or you watch the Hulu TV show Runaways, and you're looking for a way to get into Runaways, or if you've never read Runaways before, but you want to read some Runaways comics, but you don't want to read the original because there's a lot of it, you should read the original. It's very um, good. Not, it's very good. There's not that much of it. Just read until the end of the Brian K. Vaughn parts, and then ignore everything else. Um, but there's currently a series running um, by YA author Rainbow Rowell, and it's like super fun it's like very true to the tone of the original comics it's different from the hulu show um obviously because the comics are different from the hulu show um but you don't need that much background going into it it like it's it explains itself pretty well um and it's like very charming and the art is excellent and all the character designs are like super duper cute um and i also started reading um or back reading um, the New 52 Deathstroke series, um, which is, like, I would not, I wouldn't recommend it to everyone, because it's very, like, look at this nasty dad do some murders. (laughs) (laughs) Deathstroke, a nasty dad. He's the nastiest, gnarliest dad you can imagine. Um, but it is, like, um, it's well-written, um, there's a scene where he kidnaps Damien and they literally just spend the entire time just like nonstop, just like back and forth insulting each other. Like Damien's like, my grandma could build better death traps than this. <laughs> it's like, it's very good. Um, but also like so much of it is about, um, Wilson family drama. And we are going to have to do an episode on the Wilsons at some point because that's like, a huge thing for me is like I live for Wilson family drama. Um, I would love Wilsons. to. I would love to learn more about the Wilson family drama. The Wilsons, the comic book family that uh, makes honest that makes the Al Ghouls look like the fucking Partridge family. This is fucking like horrible murder kids doing their best. Um, <sighs> murder kids. I love them. Um, so that's, if you're, um, if you're into nasty dads and very bad fams, 
um, I would recommend it. Um, okay, and um, I think that's it. We're doing okay. We're doing we're we're doing better on time. We're doing we're real there. good. When I'm not talking about Dick Grayson, we can do it. Um, all right. So, thank you for joining us yet again for Capes and Japes. Um, hopefully, we'll see you again next week when we talk about um, Sweet Boy Tim Drake. Um, I have been Olivia. Oh, we got to do our whole thing, our whole thing with the the social media. <laughs> um, you were you just can... so ready to get to the Kiss Me Sexy Batman I'm ready part. to go. Goodbye. <laughs> um, uh, you can find us. Uh, we have a Facebook group. Uh, we have a Twitter. We have a Tumblr. Um, we have an Instagram. Those. We, we have... have an Instagram. That's right. Uh, we have set up a tip jar on our website. Uh, so if That's you, fancy. If, thanks, Pinecast, for building in a tip jar to your websites. Neat! Um, so if you would like, if you like our episodes, I know it's like episode three, so I don't want to be like, pay money to us. But, I mean, <laughs> if you wanted to, you have the, you have the means. Yeah. It we exists. wouldn't say no. But all of those are at Capes and Japes, uh, just no spaces, no dashes, nothing. Um, the website is capesandjapes.pinecast.co. You can also email us at capesandjapes at gmail.com. And pretty much yes. if you search for Capes and Japes anywhere, I think we're like the only thing that shows up. So yeah, we're so not, you can be pretty sure it's us. <laughs> we're not that hard to find on the internet if you know the title of our podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Also, if you know either one of us, I'm I'm constantly retweeting stuff. So just uh, just you can you can find it. Um, we're we're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. We're on what's that other Stitcher? Stitcher. Yeah. Yes. So whichever one of those you want to listen to, if you want to rate and review us, that would be neat. Be awesome. Um, Please do. Yeah. Tell a friend. Yes. Tell an tell enemy. <laughs> tell your uh, tell your estranged brother that might murder people, but still shows up to Thanksgiving dinner and reminds you about the time that he almost killed you, and also the time that he was murdered by the Joker with a crowbar. <laughs> Any, all of the above. Um, thank you for joining us for Capes and Japes. I've been Olivia, and I've been Elion. Kiss me sexy Batman. Kiss me sexy Batman. See you next time. <laughs>